Hey everyone, welcome back to Hidden Power. This is a Pokemon podcast. Today we're going to be talking all about the Generation 9 legendary Pokemon. There's a lot to cover. My name is Dusty Gogo. We also have Lumios Post. Hey guys. And Soul Silver Art. What's up, what's up, what's up? Guys, I would love to hear uh, what you've been doing in Scarlet and Violet. Fitting in well with the theme for today's episode, I guess. But I have all of the uh, Ruinous Quartet. And so I am focusing on getting them all EV'd, IV'd all that i uh, just finished chimpow last night which i found out was just already jolly so that saves me uh what twenty thousand for the uh nature mints i haven't done any competitive anything anything in this game yet <laughs> i mean I you, have you been raiding because <laughs> if you've been raiding that's you know that's a, a big part of it i've been doing a lot of uh raiding with i've been having people come into uh into my game i think it's fun to see other people in your game even though there's like kind of a limit on what you can actually do and interact with um it's still fun to just see the other player with their pokemon running around um yeah. and and also they've been giving me access to like and carrying me through level six and seven raids so that's been <laughs> fun it's <laughs> it's certainly been nice to uh have the like you said you know it's it's a much more limited multiplayer than like other games but yeah. this is certainly a huge step up from Sword and Shield, where people would like clip to be walking over lakes and stuff. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's kind of funny that you say that, but we we still have like plenty of clipping through any kind of yeah, um, right. whole yeah. map, the whole map. It's still yeah. there. <laughs> it's still but not walking on water anymore, so it's a step no. up. <laughs> what true. have you been up? At least to you soul? can interact. Um, I have just been playing through it still i'm taking my sweet time like i've said multiple times and like literally i got to a new part of the map today or last night actually and it was just a whole new experience all over again so i'm i'm enjoying it fully um it's the part where i'm about to face orthworm the titan um, yeah, fun so it, i just there's just so much i could talk about uh like it just changing the music like every time you get into a new section of the whole Paldean map, yeah, and uh, yeah. like just experiencing the new Pokemon there, it's like it's great. I love it. Mm -hmm. I was and telling that was a lot of fun. Yeah, the or Orthworm. Honestly, mm -hmm. a lot of the Titans are a lot of fun. I think yeah. I've I've kind of robbed myself by not playing this game with the sound on. I think I want to say our first yeah. episode we were discussing how like we were like almost teasing Soul that he doesn't really care for the music that much, but. I ended up not using the music or just not engaging with the music really as, as all, at all. Just don't do it on stream because they've set you a little DMCA trap. Oh, yeah. With Ed Sheeran yeah. at the end there. <laughs> yeah, a little the kiss of death. I, do, I will say, I will say like the beginning was awful. Like just being in that one, like the whole first area of the map, the bottom south of Paldea is the okay. same music. And it's just over and over the same mm. track like... <laughs> in my brain all day every day which is good but it just was too much and then i just loved going to a new area and it's a whole different music that transitions into a whole different other music when you get into a battle too and it's just great yeah uh, it's i guess this would be a good segue into our theme but one thing i really really appreciated uh i'm still in the whole uh connectivity with friends mode here mm -hmm. um but i had scarlet my wife had violet so she's riding miradon around and i'm riding coridon around you know we joined our games together and i sent my cyclozar out and so i have a picture i wish i could flash it up for you all but it's of us running coridon miradon like cyclozars right in between us running and it was it was cool to get that shot you know cause... that's awesome to jump into the topic uh we're, let's talk about all the legendary Pokemon. There seems to be two main categories, right? I think two is. I think there's two main categories. There's the Paradox Pokemon, and then there's the Ruinous Quartet. I think a lot of people might categorize Coridon and Miraidon kind of in their own category, but I understand these Pokemon to be Paradox. Um, I don't know. Yeah. So, what, what do you guys have any? I don't know. First takes. Um, you're just. I don't know. What, how, how do you guys feel about these? These different types of pokemon i think let me start like... really quick okay yeah go for it i just wanted to say that there's one thing that's a it's a controversial topic actually think saying that paradox pokemon are legendaries um people people will definitely be on us about it sure. uh but basically like that's paradox pokemon aren't... <laughs> yeah i figured i figured like paradox pokemon so far have not been 
um, classified as legendary Pokemon. The only ones that have been are Coridon and Maridon. Um, so so uh, but if it's, I, it's debatable, debatable. Yeah, I would push back a little bit. I mean, we just got, I think there's the, the first, with the first update, we found out about um, which Pokemon would be eligible for the official mm-hmm. tournament. And the Paradox were also excluded from that. But yep. they did exclude them separately. Like they said, okay. legendary Pokemon are excluded as well as the ancient and future sure. forms. Okay, yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. But I think it's going to be, you know, for one, this is going to be like our uh, flashbacks to the uh, whole Meltan thing where, you know, is Meltan yeah. Gen 7, Gen 8. But uh, I would say that it's definitely not in favor that paradoxes are legendary but the way i see the whole like coridon miradon are paradoxes but are also legendaries as i see it kind of like how uh sogaleo and lunala were you know there there's yeah. ultra beasts and sogaleo and lunala are an ultra beast but if you look at the coding ultra beasts like blacephalon naganadal they're all listed as a sub legend but sogaleo and lunala are listed as a you know major legend i, I guess would be what you call them yeah, so that's interesting that you say, like, the the code, right? I feel like there's classifications of legendary Pokemon in our universe and then also in lore in the Pokemon universe. I'd agree, um, yeah. Yeah, and I, and I think also, like, I think that's also fitting that the blinds are kind of blurry in both cases, right? Um, like, I mean, as far back as Generation 1, Arcanine was categorized, still is categorized as a legendary Pokemon, right? Um, Love that. You know, we, we call... <laughs> We call a certain subsect of Pokemon pseudo-legendary Pokemon, even though they're not legendary Pokemon. But yeah. in our universe, in our metagames, they're so powerful that we had to dub them, uh, you know, something something beyond the average Pokemon, right? And then, yeah. and then, and then you can even look into like, I mean, there's there's I feel like there's two different tiers of Pokemon. We would call it like um, the box legendaries, and those typically have like massive base stat totals where then you have mm-hmm. like um like the a lot of the trios right i think of like the legendary beasts uh for example they don't really have the best stat like base stat totals uh so even though the, that they're legendary i think in our universe they're not even like that powerful right so what gives yeah. them that legendary classification yeah. well and then and then you break it down even further you have the mythicals and then you have pokemon that yes like, game freak treats very special but there are not legendaries i think like when i played through gym four i was eight or nine years old and i firmly believe that rotom was a legendary pokemon i firmly yeah. believe spiritomb was a legendary pokemon yeah and had it not evolved i didn't know because i first seen lucario in the lucario and the mystery of Bio movie so i didn't know it had a pre-evolution so i thought it was a legendary when i saw in the movie when i saw that it evolved from something I was like, oh, okay, that's not a legendary. But then the funny thing is, now we do have legendaries that do evolve, things like Cub Food type. Yeah. Color. So it's, it it's really they've really thrown down. a loop to us. It really all comes down to, like, how we as people kind of, to get really deep with you guys on a deep level, <laughs> it's like people, how they classify um, their own things in their mind. And I think Game right. Freak's just like, we'll just leave it to them to kind of decide. But the problem is you we have like some people that are so serious about like mm-hmm. you know I I joke around on Twitter a lot of people you can't get it because it's it's text you know it's yeah. it's not there's no way to tell how I'm talking but like I I really don't care a lot about you know if it's specifically this is a legendary because it has uh you know a base that total of this or that and I mean there's ways to classify things and there should be organization but it's like you got to give it a little a little right. leeway. Well, it's, it's <laughs> only it makes sense that, you know, Pokémon's been around for what February will be 27 years. So it makes sense that Game Freak's not going to hold the same uh, I guess like standard that they've held legendary Pokémon in. They were going to do cuz used to legendary Pokémon were Pokémon that were standalone, they could not evolve. Well, then you had Cosmog and Type Null came along. Game Freak was always going to, at some point, do an evolving legendary because that's exciting. They got to do something to get us hype, right? And that was that did get us hype. What, a legendary Pokemon that can evolve, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's funny you say Type Null because I don't even consider that a legendary, even though I know it is a legendary Pokemon. But it is. It <laughs> is. To me, I'm like, yep. that's literally like a, yeah, it's man-made. How can a legendary Pokemon be man Exactly. That, that is kind of a whole nother thing too is Titan yeah. Null's a man-made Pokemon. How can that be? <laughs> or then here you go. So like Ultra Beasts are classified as as legendary, right? But then the description of the Ultra Beast is that um they're that they're everyday regular Pokemon 
common Pokemon in their universe. Mm-hmm. Like how Poipole is a starter. Exactly. Yeah. Poipole is a starter. So I feel like, and then it is right there. It's like it really just comes down to the interpretation of, or the perspective of whatever main characters, whatever region we're in. Uh, however they deem a legendary, that's what it really is. Right. I'm really, I'm really convinced at this point that Game Freak has just left it completely like open ended in all of that stuff. Even when they're developing these things, I think evolving is like the best word they could have ever used for Pokemon transforming because yeah. they like literally are just they are constantly evolving or allowing space for their ideas to evolve. If that makes sense, yeah. you know, like it's just nothing is set in stone. I think when they create something it's just like this legendary pokemon could be something else yeah but i do think i mean i was watching this amazing video about uh pokemon legends arceus and um they they totally uh this creator like really cemented in my mind the 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 care and just like the how how every decision in the in Pokemon Legends Arceus was deliberate, right? I think there were a lot, I think oftentimes we look at Game Freak and we'll either make them the scapegoat or make excuses for them or blame them for everything, um, or or just act as if they don't care about the franchise. But I really do think um, I yeah, I don't know. I'm just feeling emotional right now, and I feel like Game Freak really does care about. I mean, why would they not care about Pokemon? It's it's their it's their child. It's it's like right. their, like it's their legacy firstborn um, as well literally yeah. yeah they definitely care and it's that also comes down to who the devs are for the specific games like you know who's the director of pokemon legends Arceus? how much lore do they want to put into it and, mm-hmm. and how do they organize something you know over how somebody else would do it right. it kind of comes down to that as well it's not like an overall set throughout all of game freak i feel i feel like yeah. everyone has their own take on it they they allow for like all kinds of different um i know what you're points, saying yeah yeah it's so it's not it, like the lore isn't so rigid that it, it can't change um and it's only this way until it isn't yeah but that that's special because then and the, that obscurity allows shows like this to exist where we can just you know just have a conversation about it if everything's like so clear-cut then it's really not that much fun right um what's the debate yeah what do we have to talk about (laughs) yeah right so i mean ultra beast ultra beast is the most obvious like debatable topic yeah well i don't know i feel like i'd argue the paradoxes are now i think paradox are as well yeah because to me i'm like ultra beast i i see ultra beast as Ultra Beasts are only legendary from the perspective of the Pokemon Earth that we know, right? Right. But they're not actually, like, so, and the same thing applies for Paradox, where they're, like, I mean, you look at the box legendaries, right? We call them box legendaries. Coridon and Maridon are only legendary because they are so powerful for the current time period that we're in. But in their universe, it's just another, even though they're powerful, um... You know, it's 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 literally just the Cyclozar, right? Is Cyclozar well, a legendary Pokemon? Well, I think that's actually the beauty of it is that, uh, and I know that there's like a whole debate around this, but if we are to take what the game has told us thus far, that Coridon is a past version of Cyclozar and Miraidon is a future version of Cyclozar, the way I see it is it's kind of like uh, the the modern or the modern the real world dog, like where it used to be this wolf, this vicious mm. you know thing that kill you and now it's a, a poodle you know like yeah it, it's we domesticated and, it and literally took away its legendariness and maridon is a for real friend or a for real pet <laughs> right <laughs> that is like infected with some crazy robotic virus <laughs> yeah. that it, right. it becomes crazy <laughs> legendary in the future but like you yeah know, like, it has, maybe it's, it's like, like a, a planet of the apes thing you know like cycles yeah. turns on us and it's like ultron meets planet of the apes or it's like it those. Technically, it's like, it's like that. It's the Boston Dynamic robots. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that, but you don't know those. All right, I'll pull nope. it up. I'll pull it up. <laughs> you guys can keep talking. I mean, yeah, I'm I know. Well, debating on if I know it. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea, um, but yeah, it's like Cyclozard. If your metaphor, um, Lumi, like it was a wolf, ravenous becomes a puppy dog and then becomes a robot wolf again right. yeah 
Because it has to be, like, big and legendary all over again. Well, and I imagine that, like, the future that these uh, paradoxes would be... Yeah, that thing, yeah. Um. Oh! <laughs> this is Cyclozar. <laughs> this, is what my, this is what my dog Ivan will become in a billion years. Perfect. But he can only be, like, one of him because he has to be legendary, basically. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. There's only one of them in our universe. Actually, there's not, that's not yeah. even true. There's two there's of them. There's two, yeah. Two, yeah. It's true. Yeah, we uh, think it is interesting to think, like, oh, this future that Miraidon would be from. Like, all these paradoxes, these future paradoxes are from Iron Hands, Iron Thorns, all of them. And it just, it really has to make you wonder what the heck happens in the future yeah, to where seriously. everything yeah. is metal. And not only that, but, like, Cyclozar had to not only adapt to be metal like all these other Pokemon, but had to get back those, you know legendary traits you know i had to get back that high base stat total and everything yeah how yeah. do you guys interpret that because the like the pair the, the past paradox make it's easy to understand it's literally just an ancient form something that's like like had evolved or adapted to a harsher climate but in the future i mean i don't i don't i don't think all things will be artificial or it's like I don't know. I guess I don't know. It's like it, my brain doesn't assume everything's going to be metal. Maybe there's some sort of um, like I I could see us all wearing like Google Glass or you know there's like the Elon Musk <laughs> chip right in the back of our brains. Right. Like oh boy. that that I'm not saying good or bad. I'm just saying like that I, I could understand that in the context of science fiction. But <laughs> yeah. I don't imagine that like we will actually be metal and then. And then, like, still procreate like human beings. That doesn't have, make sense to me. I have two thoughts on that. Yeah. My first thought is, uh, or I guess three, really. My first thought is that who said that humans were alive then? No, maybe humans have died out, and it's yeah, just true. metal Pokemon. Then for two, I they took also over. kind of think mm. that these future Pokemon could not be Pokemon at all and be like say humans did something think about in our world that we have like global warming and pollution and all this that kind of is uh threatening different life and all and so say humans and the pokemon world have just totally messed up their world and now all these pokemon have died off so they have tried to rebuild them using like what little dna material they have left but they're essentially like robots with like like it's like 99 percent robot one percent the hariyama dna we have yeah left, you know yeah. i think to answer your question like if you look at the books and the you know the descriptions for each one of them and i think we talked about about this a little bit in a previous episode but for yeah. for most of the future ones there's like descriptions that some of them are from like freaking aliens like Right. <laughs> who Got knows what happens in this future yeah like maybe I, some kind of alien attack happened you know like we could go deep on in like crazy theories on what happens in this specific one timeline i think that yeah. you have to think of it as one timeline going into this future or you think of it as like a bunch of different timelines that are kind of similar and different yeah, things yeah. happen but they kind of end up being the same outcome yeah, of robo pokemon i mean just to add one i mean this is you know one idea of a, of, a, of a world that has been destroyed one timeline is is the one where uh cyrus is able to i'm not cyrus uh team flair is able to destroy the world in and bring it back in their image right to only have like a beautiful world obviously that's like a messed up false um idea of a future but maybe it what happens is everything gets destroyed and then built back as like artificial AI, yeah, per perfect, cool. the perfect Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, the perfect Pokemon. I mean, these are pretty cute Pokemon. <laughs> One, I, I do also think yeah. about like uh, the whole thing from uh, man, what game was it? Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. I almost said Sun and Moon, where you go to get Guzzlord. It is like yes. while it is an alternate dimension, it is just kind of it's it's a alternate timeline, really, not even a dimension, because you're in Howoli City, you're mm -hmm. in the Alola region. But it's just one where Guzzlord has just gone rampant and destroyed yeah. it all. And then you have the theories that Guzzlord was really just a Zygarde that like got corrupted. Because James Turner, correct me if I'm wrong, he even said that like the uh, Guzzlord looking like Zygarde was intentional too. So cool. I, I mean, there's all kinds of 
thoughts there, but I imagine that this is kind of very similar to that. But then that would beg the question, what makes a paradox different from an ultra beast? Yeah. So that, they I mean, are that, from alternate timelines. Yeah. So like in that example, yeah, in that example, uh, the ultra beast is just a separate timeline. I'm sorry. Yeah. A separate, a separate dimension. And we, we access the ultra wormhole. We go through it and we're in the we're in a familiar location, just in a different reality. Um, I think the paradox are are very similar. It's obviously though, like you're so far into the future or past. Um, I'm Lumi. We talked we talked in another episode about um, DLC time travel, and I've been thinking about that a lot since then. I think that would be a lot of fun to just be really, so sweet. to just pop back so out cool. into the area, area zero in the future or past. And there's like mm-hmm. new Pokemon or really just to get answers from Sada or Turo. Yeah. But we'll maybe save that conversation for a little bit later. Right. <laughs> yeah. So Coridon is dragon fighting, right? Uh, we call it the box legendary, but in the Pokedex, it is classified as winged or winged king. So Coridon, right, is a, is like a traditional Pokemon name, but it still has that paradox uh, that paradox name that all the other paradox Pokemon have, Winged King, Maridon, Dragon Electric. Um, its paradox name is Iron Serpent. Um, it, it's kind of interesting to me how these Pokemon have both of these classifications, but we don't actually have um, traditional Pokemon names for the other paradox, right? I I understand. I think both of these names are really like Winged King. Actually, okay, now I have another thought. I'm thinking now Winged King, Iron Serpent, that that format of a of a of a paradox name is probably the depiction or of the of, of the adventurer or the human, whoever wrote the Scarlet and, and Violet books. That's probably yeah, correct, Heath. right? Yeah. And yeah, then I, would, I would say so, and then the professor <laughs> named be it Sada or Toro, they're yeah. the ones who named Corridon Miradon. But, you know, we're not able to be there for the naming of Iron Bundle or Screamtail. You know? Sure. And I don't – and I, I, part of me, you know, these, this is what we were talking about earlier about, like, unsolved, you know, unsolved questions. Um, part of me wishes that Game Freak would give us names. Like, maybe in DLC they go, oh, the actual name for Iron Bundle is, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, uh, Mechie Bird. That was – not Mickey Bird. Mickey Bird. Bird. Yeah, Hashtag Mickey Bird. Bird in the comments <laughs> below. <laughs> so, right. So, like, part of me wishes that could be a thing. But maybe, I mean, maybe we become the adventurer. We become the professor and, and are able to nickname these Pokemon whatever we want and give them that name. Uh, there are a lot know. of people who are doing that. Like, there are a lot of people. Already, yeah. Who That's cool. Like, are kind of, I haven't seen, you know, ones that re- I remember. But I've seen people who's like, nah, Brute Bonnet's not acceptable. We're calling this and then insert a, a name here. No. How about Jiggly Tuft of Hair? That'd be good. Jiggly right? Tuft of Hair. <laughs> yeah. Well, the of hair is implied. No, no, no. Tuft of Hair. I like that. Jiggly Tuft of Hair. <laughs> you guys got yeah. blow blew my mind just now with all of that. I didn't even know about, like, their. I, I did know. Because I just saw it today, actually, whenever this recording is going up, it's not going to be the same day. But today is the day that Pokemon officially, like, put up Coridon and Maridon's, like, yeah. information on the website. And it says those names, or it says that it's a Paradox Pokemon. Um, and I had no idea that they have, like, actual Paradox Pokemon names. So that's huge for DLC, like you were saying. We could get real names for these guys. For yeah. all the other... And even if they don't change the names, like in the Pokedex, maybe like forever we'll just know these as Sandy Shocks or whatever, which is probably it's yeah. probably true. Um, I still think it'd be kind of fun if yeah, if some of the professors are like, or or maybe there's like a new like team of of people who are like are studying the paradox at the academy. They get wind of it because we're the first ones who explore it. I don't know, whatever. Maybe it's Arvin. Um, yeah, but then just I, to get some dialogue around that, I think would be interesting. It makes me wonder if. Uh... First off, if, you know, the uh, paradoxes that we know are coming in DLC, if they'll have, like, an actual name, like Corridon, Miradon, or if they'll oh, be that's something kind of, you know, wild, like yeah. Sandy Shocks or Iron Brute, or Iron... Oh, that's I forgot, Iron Brute. Yeah. Iron Brute. I was actually going to ask, 
I was actually going to ask you guys how you've been doing with those names. Like, I think I got all of them down. Like, I know no. every single one. Like, <laughs> I don't. I don't have any the of the back down. of my hand. I know. Really? Screamed. If I hear them, it's like if I hear them, I know. I know yeah. Slitherwing, and I know Screamtail. I Great Tusk is. I know that. Actually, honestly, yeah. Maybe maybe I'm starting to get them. I I think yep. Slitherwing, Roaring Moon, Screamtail, Sandy Shocks, Great right, Tusk. Dusty, Dusty, do not go down. No, no, no. Go back up. Oh, there, sorry. Now try to name the Violet Paradoxes. <laughs> Seven. They're so much uh, easier. They're so much easier. Uh, Iron Hariyama. Iron uh, Delibird. No, Iron Curlia. This is not right. No. <laughs> this, I said it. Those are the ones, right? <laughs> no, no. I, no, I no, truly don't cool. know. There's Iron really? Tusk. No. Is that not it? Iron nope. Treads. <laughs> oh Iron God. Treads. Uh, <laughs> Iron... What are they? I don't even know the ones. Iron... We should have made uh, this a game. Iron. Oh, oh, there's uh, there's Iron Valiant. I know that one. Yes. Because I've been yes. using I, again. Shout out Sarah. Shout out Lumios's wife for trading me the Iron Valiant that I've been using. I think it's level like nice. five now. Yes, she she does want to know how Chompy Boy and the others are doing, Dusty. They've been they've been boxed. Chompy Boy. They've all been names is Iron Jugulus. He is named Chompy Boy. Yeah, let me see. Oh, Iron Moth. I should have known that. Yeah, they've all been so boxed at the moment. There's a lot of Pokemon. This is the, this is my entire experience with Scarlet and Violet. I just like want to use everything, and I'm not committing to anything, so nothing's like strong enough to do the strong raids. Um, so I'm trying to... Oh, Iron someone... Hands for raids, man. Iron so... Hands for raids. Oh, is it good? Okay. Oh, yes. Okay. Belly yeah, Drum plus 140 Drain attack? Punch. Holy yeah. moly. And it's, it gets Belly Drum and Drain Punch. You just Belly Drum, and then you get all your HP back with the next Drain Punch. That's awesome. I love that. That's going to be the next Conkledur. It's, it's going to do a lot, I think, yeah. It's, it's gonna definitely be one of the strongest. I think if people use that or Pomet, because, you know, Pomet's same type, but then Pomet has the, uh, I, I forget the name, I think it's Revival Blessing, the move where, yeah. you know, it revives a Pokemon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's it. I think Iron Thorns is a bad name. It's not very thorny. Well, it's from back. the thorns on its back. So, like, without it, like, activating, let's say, it doesn't have, like, any spikes on its back. So the thorns, like, pop out of its back. That's what it's from. Okay. Yeah. Like, if you Google it, like, the picture in its Pokedex picture, it's got it with its thorns coming out of its back. And they're even, like, kind of glowing, so you can tell that they're, uh, you know, Oh yeah, I see it. I see it. Yeah. Oh, That's next cool. next question. Next question. Yeah. Regular Tyranitar or Iron Thorns? <laughs> regular Tyranitar. Regular Tyranitar. Regular. I, I knew you guys would say that. At the Everyone moment. Will say it. At the moment. I am Iron look, Thorns so is cool. Iron Thorns, Iron Thorns is so cool. Iron Thorns is so cool. But it's just you know we've seen like Mega Tyranitar's been played around with in the games and the anime yeah. already, and just to me. You can't beat the classic. I, I think back to, you know, when you, we were watching the Silver League anime and, you know, they get to Mount Silver to return Ash's Larvitar and there's that Tyranitar shooting its hyper beams, you know, just, ah, oh man, can't beat it. Yeah, I yeah, think Iron I... Thorns looks a little too stiff for me. I think that's what it is. Yeah. I do. Yeah. So you have done a lot for my appreciation of the future paradox. I really have been going through the game, looking at all the different animations, I like made sure to like look at how they look when they're moving, when they fall asleep. I think it really is. <laughs> they're very special Pokemon. I want to see more. I still think Iron Treads is one of the worst designs. Um, but I love, I really do, I'm starting to like love all of these Pokemon. Iron Valiant is my, like, my ace. Iron Valiant, Sarah Ledge, and... Uh, nice. And... Uh, <laughs> who else? Someone traded me. Someone on Twitter <laughs> traded one me name. a shiny Go Goat. So I, I've been training that up. I got my Charizard. Um, my team's looking pretty good right now. Nice. <laughs> Not pretty for competitive, I'm, but I'm I'm glad I could have helped you with all. Of that. Yeah. I will say that Iron Thorns is like kind of the least animated one out of all of them. He just yeah. which is funny because you'd think that'd be the one they put the most work in. Like I'm surprised mm -hmm. Roaring Moon's counterpart, because you know they all of them have. I can't remember what their base stat total is. It's either 530 or 570. I think it's 570. Um, except a Roaring Moon and Iron Valiant have a 590 base stat total. Which and is I was essentially really yes. shocked that it wasn't Iron Thorns and Roaring Moon. 
So this circles back right to where we were talking about earlier. Are Roaring Moon and Iron Valiant like actually legendary and the other ones aren't? Because those two are specifically, even if you look at the dex order, they're behind, they're like after the pseudos and like split from the other um, paradoxes. It's, it's kind of crazy. I would still say no, because the fact that, like, so Roaring Moon, specifically, Salamence has a base stat total of 600, because it's a pseudo-legendary. 600 Club is what they call it in uh, mm-hmm. Japan, I believe. Well, uh, they specifically made sure to put Roaring Moon at 590, and just them being so specific about putting it 10 below the uh, amount that would make it at least a pseudo or a legendary makes me think that that is their way of just, with its base stat total, saying, nah, it's not a legendary. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I, I wasn't going to say that it wasn't anyway, but... I, I see it kind of like, I think, think Volcarona was kind of put later in the decks um, mm-hmm. because it was, you know, it, it wasn't a legendary, but it got special treatment in that game. You could only get uh, the egg for Larvesta or catch the Volcarona, which was a static encounter in the ruins, you know? Yeah, that one's another really good example. I always thought that that was legendary. Of a legendary, yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. I think, I, think it, um, I think it was. I think it was meant to be at one point. And then they changed yeah. it. Really. That's a that. personal theory. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Uh, do you guys want to get into the Ruinous Quartet? I know Lumios has been... I would love to get into the Ruinous Quartet. You've caught them all. The, You're training the real them. legendaries. The yes. real legendaries, yeah. yes. I, so um, I, I guess just just before you you start, there is um I think I've heard these called the Ruinous Quartet as well as the Treasures of Ruin, the Four Treasures of Ruin, which is oh, I yeah I, Treasures cool of Ruin is their official name. Ruinous Quartet okay. I think is the fan name because it's a little bit shorter, I guess. But okay, and yeah, I also um, do have I have all the deck entries here. If uh, w- when you're finished, I can I can read those out. Or, yeah. So I, yeah, first I think I I gotta praise pokemon for this these felt like a return to the normal uh i guess the normal for legendary pokemon like i remember it was hard to get suicune raikun and tay right because you had to chase them down around the region the reggies oh my god that was really difficult but you know in recent games it's been go to this location the pokemon will be just standing there waiting for you and its catch rate is so bad you can toss a pokeball at it and you will get it without doing any damage to it and these legendaries, they made them hard. You have to go and find those stakes. And I'm proud to say I did not use anything online. I found all of their stakes wow. myself. That's cool. Without help. So I'm that trying was very to do that. rewarding. You you need to, because I promise it's more rewarding. I didn't care much for these. I thought some of them had cool designs, but just the hunt for them has made yeah. me love each one of these. Even Tinglu. Tinglu is my least favorite of them, but even him I adore. Also Tinglu's nice. Heads up for while we're talking about this, I'm sure that we're all, or at least me, going to butcher some of the pronunciations of these names. So I was going to start the whole episode off with that. <laughs> you said Chien Pao like really weird, and I was like, all right, we're here we go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm probably right. saying it wrong too, but so so Ting Lu. I mean, for those who are just listening, uh, maybe I can. I, yeah, I have them up here on the screen. But Ting Lu, that's how I pronounce it. It's the dark and ground deer Pokemon. Uh, it's got like this massive iron. Uh, what is it like? It's like an iron cauldron. Dish. Cauldron. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. How do you, you guys say Tinglu? Yeah, Tinglu. Yeah. Okay. And then there's uh, I. I would I would like venture to say Chien Pao. That sounds right. Yeah. Say Chim Pao. Like, like I, cheetah. Like Chen. Like um. Like you know the the body part. Your chin. <laughs> oh, I'm chin. sorry, Chinese people out there yeah. listening to this. Right, right. right. Laugh at right. us. I'm sure, that's not correct, but yeah, Chien Pao. <laughs> All right, um, and that's and Chien Pao is the is the white uh, leopard. Would you call it like a leopard or a tiger? It, it's yeah. supposed to be a snow leopard, but I'm gonna be honest. Okay. It has a lot of similarities to a stout as well. It was like, like a, a little snake, weasel, ferret thing. Yeah, yeah, weasel. This could be paradox. It's definitely a mix for it. Which is funny too, because it's it's funny. the The debate on it is: is it a uh, a leopard or is it a weasel? And the debate with Sneasel was always: is it a cat or is it a weasel? And it was yeah. also Dark Ice. It's our other Dark Ice. So that's, that's a good point. Funny. Yeah, that's that's interesting, dude. It's it's 
intentional. They had to have done it intentionally. <laughs> it's like what I think is you don't I know have. if it's a leopard or a weasel. Yeah. I, okay. So yeah, this thing. I, I want to capture these things so bad and like use them, but I but I I don't want to cheat. They're a lot um, of fun to use. Yeah. So then we have uh, Wo Chien. Wo Chien. Yeah. I say mm-hmm. Chen. Chen. <laughs> Wo Chien. That's how I, I say it. I don't know that that's right. That probably isn't. How do you say it, Saul? You have to die with us. Oh, Wo Chien. Okay, Wo, Wo Chien. Chien. Yeah. Right. And this is the dark and grass snail looking thing. Um, I love him. He's so cool. What is just cool? What is the ruin in it? Uh, the scroll on its back. Oh, it's a scroll. It has okay. it has on. This is yeah. so freaking cool. So like the whole thing with these is that they're uh, they were gifts given or not gifts, but rather treasures given to this king that mm. used to rule over Paldea. Uh, it was a vessel, swords, um, these scrolls, and then these beads, which is the fish, and uh, he ended up kind of just he was a really greedy king and so these things came alive from his greed and became pokemon and wo chin's scrolls is said to have like all of his evil deeds written on his scrolls which i think is so cool this is gonna be one of those things intense yeah this is gonna be one of those things like the or the original dragon we'll never get an answer uh who is the king was the king probably not yeah (laughs) Is it the King of yeah. Kalos? Is the, what is it? Oh, man. No, nah, no. Nah, it was of Paldea. Maybe we'll find out in DLC that he went to war with the King of Pal- Kalos. It, it'd be great. I mean, again, we'll get into it later, but it'd be great to go back in time to when the king is alive, maybe 3,000 years ago, uh, when AZ Please. was alive, right? Mm? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And then, and then we have the goldfish, the dark and fire-type goldfish, uh, Chi Yu. Correct? Yeah. yeah okay. Chi Yu, it's the weirdest one for me. I think it's really? it sounds. He's my favorite. No, no, I mean it's the, the cleanest. Chi Yu. I think Chi Yu is easy to say. King Lu yeah, is also like, easy to say. It sounds like P U or or like you know like to me in my mind I'm just like I don't <laughs> know right. I don't yeah, like I, the name much. Yeah, right, that's fine. I like um, the Pokemon. Yeah, the, I think the Pokemon stands out. Maybe it's just the red color. Um, it well, just I feels love very, that like... it's an aquatic Pokemon that's not water type, and in fact, sure. quite the opposite. It's fire type. I thought that was really neat. Do we have mm-hmm. um? Do we have here? Let's look at what the. So okay, Chi T- uh, Tinglu is Dinglu in French and German. Uh, I'm trying to see if there's like a if there's like a a translation or is Ting like a, is is Tinglu? Does that mean something in Chinese? I'm actually, I'm working on this stuff as we speak. Okay. <laughs> um, like, like, I've been trying to talk to my Chinese friends about what they could mean. Apparently, they don't really mean that much. But, okay. yeah, so yeah, no, they, I, I'm in the really very beginning stupid. stages. Because I'm noticing... it has it written down, and it says that, uh, so it's Namor Jim for Bulbapedia, this is for Tinglu specifically. It says... Tinglu and Dinlu, which is Dinlu is its Japanese name, may be a combination of, and I'm going to butcher the pronunciations here, but Ding, which is an ancient Chinese cauldron, and Lu, which is deer. So it's literally okay. just cauldron deer. Okay. Well, this is this is actually funny because, and just in speaking with a bunch of people about leaks and all that, a lot of it comes from China. So I've spoken to a lot of Chinese people and. They've been saying that, like, Pokemon names in general for them are just, like, literally describing what it looks like. And that's I've it. heard of like, that, yeah. Their yeah. names are not interesting. Squirtle is, like, turtle, right? Yeah, like, like water-squirting turtle. Like, well, that's what it would I remember be. way back on, uh, you know, Pokemon Day when we were about to get the reveal of Scarlet and Violet, you know, we had the trademarks leak for the starters, or specifically for the Grass and Fire starter. And it was their Chinese names, and it was literally like translated to "Young Leaf Meow" was Sprigatito's <laughs> Chinese name, like literally just "Young Leaf Meow." And then yep. Foy Coco's was like "Lazy Fire Crocodile." Or I mean, I've even been stupid Fire Crocodile. Are are the words like meshed together? Because that is essentially what the English names are. They're just like two things matched together think of talon, talon flame. flame yeah <laughs> literally we just said talon flame at the same time exactly it's yeah. kind of that basically <laughs> but for every one of them okay like, that's interesting. not a so that these chinese names apparently so from the research that i've done so far is just that they mostly focus on 
the artifact and then you know that's like their their main identity is the artifact yeah. and then maybe they talk about their, them being the animal specifically um, yeah like it says for chin pao that um chin pao is a combination of chin which is the chinese word for sword and um or bao chin is the chinese word for treasure sword and then bao is also chinese for leopard well my big question is chien is also it, it chien is in chien pao and wo chien yeah so you know right. that people who speak chinese are like writhing listening to what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> i was trying to figure this out with like absolutely zero yeah. maybe one percent knowledge of some okay. kind of chinese it's Mandarin. fun. I mean, I'm I'm trying to yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying to get into this. It I, honestly just hearing Lumi like describe the origins of of these Pokemon actually gets me super pumped for like. I mean, the game actually wouldn't be like very dark, but like I'm like oh dark type. These are like you know these are like there's like mysterious evil afoot. I'm thinking of well, like no, a, they, they are the magic really cool. of Game of Thrones, and I'm like imagining like a Chinese region where it's like Assassin's Creed or something. Well, and I I think another really neat thing about them is so they're they're really mysterious like when you get them in the game and all like it just kind of tell you what they were and they tell you the little fairy tale about them but then when you collect them all they just give you nasty plot like they there's not really much reward for getting them all other than them themselves yeah well that's the reward i wonder if there's like going to be something to do with them in dlc and that's kind of where we can move into the third legendary which while not appearing in the game is like seen in the game in the sense that you can find them in this book and the interesting thing is it says that like he's a disc pokemon he seems to have similarities to a turtle and so a lot of people are thinking that this could be kind of the world turtle uh and that originates that idea of the world turtle or world tortoise and some uh versions of it it originates from Hindu mythology or also in Chinese mythology. So mm-hmm. I would love if they tied these into the world turtle somehow, or rather the third legendary somehow, because they're all Chinese in origin. Yeah, that's the thing, though, isn't it? Like, that was my next question for the the ruinous legendaries. Like, why are they Chinese? <laughs> like, why do they have Chinese names? It's so... Well, and Pokemon's been doing a ton of Chinese stuff lately. I mean, you think... Ever since the, you know, in Sword and Shield, you, you had a few references to it with, like, Kaparaja, and that made sense because of uh, the UK's ties to, like, India, and, you know, Indian elephants are also in China as well. Uh, but then in Isle of Armor, you get the whole, uh, um, you know, whole island is very Chinese thing. You have the dojo, martial mm-hmm. arts, Urshifu mm, and Kubfu, and then Legends Arceus, you have enamorous and them kind of bringing the uh kami quartet back into it and also the uh, little guild of people who were from their travelers from another region was called the ginkga guild and the ginkga tree is like a really popular tree in china mm-hmm. so it, it's it's weird i i'm still on the train that china or india because i know there's a lot of political uh, unrest, if you will, between Japan and China, but I think either China or India is Gen 10, and this is them kind of laying the seeds for it. Yeah, if there was no, like, political shenanigans going on, like, I would be on the China train, no doubt. I'd be like, this is it, it's going, Gen 10 is China, and I there's do too still, many hints. I do still have to wonder if that even matters to them, because like we say, you know, oh, well, there's political things, so they, they wouldn't do a China region. But they've literally partnered with a Chinese company yeah. to make Pokemon Unite. And that's, like, one of their big games right now. Like, it's got a VGC bracket. It's uh, That's a really great point. You know, it, it's and they're, they've marketed the heck out of it. I mean, to the point that's depressed some of us because we thought that was going to be a reveal <laughs> of a new Pokemon. Turns out it's just Unite again. But... Oh, All yes. of that <laughs> is something to think about. And they they also know that they do have, while there is, again, political armrest, they still know that they have a huge market of fans in China. This is what I'll say about that and without getting too crazy political or anything. Um, like, so I've, like I said, I talked to a lot of Chinese people. One person that I spoke to, like, they can't get pokemon scarlet and violet (laughs) like they can't it takes for it took them for 
forever to get an actual copy, like probably two weeks after the game came out. That's why there's so many leaks and, and like illegal things that go on with Pokemon because however the Chinese government works, like they can't allow some of this stuff to get in there. I don't know. It's just crazy. So I don't know. Based on what I've heard from Chinese people, I they don't believe that it could ever happen. But then again, why can't Game Freak just make a game that doesn't say that it's China, doesn't at all, like, point to China, but still be, like, a Chinese region? Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, it's just a landmass. Well, that's mass. why I think they, they put a whole India. bunch of... Yeah, no, I'm just saying, like, they, they already have Chinese-based Pokemon, right? So you just I... make a whole bunch of Pokemon based in China, and you put them in a, a random continent and not call it anything Chinese, and you have a Chinese region without well, even involving China. So, I mean, so the I, whole bamboo area in Paudea, like, there's, you, you go there, it's very Chinese in its vibe, but also, like, the music that plays is, like, it's, it's a very Chinese, you know, tune, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I, I really yeah. have enjoyed all of these, like, new regions that are, ba- like, very obviously based on real-world locations. Um, but I don't know, I, I feel like... Could we have a region that isn't based on anything in real life, right? Could we? Could they actually just give us a region? I mean, obviously the trajectory, literally the entire, the entire, like the entire uh, thirty years of Pokemon has been, um, like they've just been leading up to more and more real world, uh, like based regions. But I don't yeah, know. It's kind of gone the opposite. It really has. But I'm, I'm wondering. Yeah. Like, I mean, is that something that is the fact that paldea is based on spain is that something that like helps with promoting this game because like a huge Absolutely. sector of people can just be like oh it's like, like it's just easy to understand right you don't it's, like you can just say like oh it's in spain like pokemon is in is going to be in spain in gen 9 that's well probably, it's like, also more... more than that like it's it's also a thing of like remember when the map dropped you have fans you know not just people who lived in spain or portugal but you have fans who you know, like, we're dissecting the map and, like, oh, you know, I did some research and it looks like this town is based off of Valencia in Spain and it looks like this area is based off of this and you have people go in, you know, yeah, that's when definitely they fun to do. show it and people realize, oh, this is... Because I think we all got from the first trailer it was a Iberian Peninsula region yeah. and so you have people speculate, like, you know, oh, well, since it's an Iberian Peninsula region, maybe we'll get an Iberian pig for a Pokemon. Maybe we'll get the Spanish Imperial Eagle, all that. It it fuels Mm -hmm. speculation, and that's talk of their game, which is marketing for their game. And God knows they can't do the marketing. No, that's that's (laughs) totally true. I wonder how much that matters to, like, my friend who, like, plays video games but doesn't care about Pokemon but will play the new Pokemon game. Like, how much will that actually matter to them? It, It probably matters... Quite a bit because then I think it also allows I think I think a basing a region on something that actually exists in real life allows you to kind of like lean into um, it, it, it like it, it saves probably a lot of time for world design because you can lean on to things that have already existed right um, and take those those inspirations I'm just I'm just thinking about this I've never really considered it but yeah could they make it could Pokemon put out a game in a new region that's not based on something so obviously from the real world. They could just could make, like, sure. an Asia region. I don't think they ever will. Yeah, Because they, they never could. have. I think yeah. they will just kind of... Because sometimes they, they, like, mix-match things, too, you know? Like, you have... Take Galar, for example. Yeah. Galar had... Even though Isle of Armor was... They even said, they outright stated, it's based off of Isle of Man... Isle of Man doesn't have no Japanese, or Japanese, excuse me, Chinese dojo and Chinese towers on it, and they all train in martial arts. That is not Isle of Man <laughs> at all. And Could then you imagine? also, even like, aside from that Stoan side, there's nothing British about that. Uh, and then uh, Glimwood Tangle, that is more fantasy element. There's nowhere like that anywhere in the world yeah. you know, with the whole fairy tale mushrooms and all that. Yeah, yeah. It, it's probably easy enough for them to just be like, let's make the region this size, and then and then they kind of just fill it in with whatever they want to fill it in with. Um, There's always clear references, like you know, the uh, Naranjar Uva Academy is very clearly uh, La Grada um, Familia and uh, Sagrada Sagrada in Sagrada. <laughs> I'm sorry, I I apologize, and it's then. 
I don't have it in front of me. Um, I did <laughs> I did my videos on what was what ages ago. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I've tapped out. But uh, then good. you have Wyndon is very clearly both in appearance and in its name. It's London. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Wyndon. Yep, yep. I'm just yeah. It's really interesting to think about. I it, I don't even know. I'm like almost. I, I don't want to say that I don't want this kind of thing, but I, I almost like when they just mix everything up and and don't do something so specifically uh, pinpoint, pinpointed kind, on kind one of, specific Yeah, thing. I agree with you. I think it's kind of like, to me, Unova is not New York City. I know it like is stated to be New York City. It's supposed to be New York City. But to me, it really feels like... But just look at it. <laughs> the entire... You know, I, I don't know. That doesn't look like New York to me. To me, that just looks like... I mean, no. There's, there's no mountain range in New York. There's not two mountain ranges in New no. York. To me, it feels like the United States. And then you have the desert section. I feel, and that I feels feel like Midwestern. Unova, Unova was the first time that they really like tried to get international and, and like try to make a region off of a specific, really, really specific place. I don't know. The yeah. Japanese ones, they're, they obviously felt at home in those. So they felt a little different. And you know, it was like kind of like, oh, it's America, kind of. Yeah, because it's it's true. Looking back at even Johto, I mean, we like we love Johto, right? But Johto is just as boring as Kanto geographically. Geographically, <laughs> geographically. Not here. I mean, literally, it's just a bunch of In forests. It's forests, mountains, no, and water. The Whirl Islands, my friend, is water, and we have that in Hoenn. It's not that in, water, it and has we have that in Sinnoh. And a nice sea dragon under it. Yeah, that it. Yeah. <laughs> Did you call Lugia a dragon? <laughs> he is a dragon. Look, Lance it's a sea made dragon. clear in Pokemon Masters that there yeah, is that a is cool. difference between the dragon type and dragon Pokemon. Charizard is a dragon Pokemon, but not a dragon type. Oh, okay. Wait, are, are we counting Pokemon Masters, though? Because I I literally said that Pokemon have never made up their own region. I don't know if Pokemon Masters region is based on anywhere. It is based off of something. I can do a quick search and see, but I remember people saying it was based off of something. Uh, I thought it was just like a random Pangea thing. Yeah, thing. I, I always... <laughs> so I was talking about the main series titles, but there definitely are regions that like are... Right. I kind of feel like, wait, what is this even? Well, actually, you know what? I think for they all games. are based off of something, except for maybe the Unite one, but that's because it's like just an island. It's probably based True. on something. Um, here, here's a, here's something kind of random that touches back on the paradox. Birdkeeper Toby had a theory. He kind of was like, "What if they, what if the paradox become or get reclassified as forms of?" Of like like Sandy Shocks is a form of Magneton when they move over to Pokemon Home. I don't think that's going to happen, but I thought it was kind of interesting, and I didn't bring it up earlier. That's funny that you bring that up because I like cringed through that whole video. <laughs> I love 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 Birdkeeper Toby, but I was like, oh, bro, this is it. This isn't it. It's <laughs> not it. I, I thought. I mean, I, I think it's. I, I think it's think interesting. I think it's interesting because like here, where was it? Uh, these are the Paradox Pokemon. But if we look at the like, if we look at the current list of the or the current listing of the of the Paldean decks, we have we have uh, the ruinous uh, quartet, and then we have weirdly Coridon and Maridon separate from the other Paradox, and then we have Tinkaton and that whole line. Well, that's not the actual mm-hmm. decks, is why. Yeah. So, but but why are like they classified here? Yeah, I that's what I'm saying. Think like, what is the purpose is of all this? I think it's because of um, when they made them for the game. Because, like, you'll notice that Toad's Cool and Toad's Cruel are way down at the bottom. Yeah. And we and we know it. that they were originally supposed to be. It was supposed to be a Magikarp and a Gyarados convergent up or convergent coincidence, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. An yeah. R fake. Whoa! Big spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, is it a spoiler? Crazy it's data, You know, it's it's no, not I'm just, I'm in the game. So where does no, I'm just where does for, like, people get... that haven't even heard of that? Yeah, do you want to explain that, Lumi? Yeah. So uh, every Pokemon is classified as something like encoding. Like I remember, uh, Yamper was classified as dog, and its evolution was classified as dog too. It's always very very simple like that. Well, 
convergent evolutions, regional fakes, whatever you want to call them, Pokemon like Wiglet and Toad School, they are always classified as some word, and then I, I don't remember what it is. So, do you remember the word that they use to kind of say that they're original fake? Oh, no. No, okay. I don't. Well, it's that, and then you have Diglet, and then for Wugtrio, it's that word, then uh, Dugtrio. Well, for Tentacool and Tentacruel, or Toadskool and Toadskool, rather, you would think it would be that word tentacle and that word tentacle, right? No, it's actually, for some reason, it is that word Magikarp, that word Gyarados, implying mm. that originally these slots were going to be a convergent evolution that was based off of Magikarp and Gyarados. Yeah, so that'll be DLC, right? It has to be. I hope so. Probably. I really, probably. really hope so. Another interesting thing about that is you'll notice that while Wiglet and Wugtrio are in the game, so is Diglett and Dugtrio, and I think that was intentional. Uh, but Tentacool and Tentacruel are not in the game, but Magikarp and Gyarados are. Yep. It is very weird and that suspicious. Weird. Anyway, Wait, so you're you saying third legendary? Yeah, let's talk about third legendary. <laughs> I, I, we I guess could do I, a whole I, video I, on I, this, to be honest. <laughs> I guess I'm still confused we by the, this Dex listing on Cerebi. But like it's I said, I think it's just mess. how they... I think it's just ones that came after Corridon Miranon. I think that is like late game additions. Okay. Is speculation is Joe, based off of Toad School being there? So is is Joe using like the code? Is he categorizing based on the code? Yeah, that's all you can do right now because you figure in the past we had an actual national decks that would show you. Oh, you know, like like there was a big thing in Unova yeah. where Victini actually came before Snivy and that had never yeah. been done before and hasn't been done since. So he just always takes the code and does it. You won't really know the decks order until like uh the guidebook. Um, either the official yeah, the official guidebook or even like the TCG will show their official decks number, I'm pretty sure. Alright, that makes sense. Yeah. Let's talk about the third legend. Okay, we did talk about it a little bit, but I guess I, yeah. I feel like I, I feel like how do you think I'm I'm most curious about how the third legendary is going to be worked into the game? Is it going to be a paradox? Uh is it going to be I don't think it'll be a paradox. I yeah, I don't think so either. It's its own thing. In fact, uh, Dusty, you and I recorded a video. I don't know if it'll be going up before or after this, but where we talked about uh how this this Pokémon is kind of it's a return to or it could be a return to like our classic legendaries where legendary pokemon used to be like in the context of the pokemon world essentially gods right yeah like like you know kyogre and groudon are these you know horrifying monsters that can just ruin everything you know palkia is the controller of space dialga time yeah. kiratina is satan you know yeah but but you have now Corridon, miradon what do they do and yeah, they're, they're, they're just really powerful. Cool. They're just and they're, powerful they're very Pokemon. powerful, but they don't really do anything. And same can be said for Zazenta, Solgaleo, Lunala. But this third legendary really has the potential to be a return to that, like, where they're almost, like, godlike in terms of what they do. And one of those things comes from a theory about Paradox Pokemon, which is that they are not... Uh, what the game tells us the game tells us that they are future or past pokemon you know the ancestors to Donphan or the uh descendant of Donphan in the case of great tusk and iron treads but there is some speculation that's not the case and this comes from uh if you beat the game so spoilers obviously uh you can go and talk to arvin and arvin will kind of be telling you all about you know how he's feeling down because everybody's done something great and it basically just leads to him kind of going Hey, you know what's weird? We have these Paradox Pokemon that, you know, my mom or dad, depending on the version, brought in. But how come they were encountered 87 years ago? I think it was 87 years when uh, the Scarlet and Violet book were written. And he's right. that That's kind of weird. If they were only brought into our time, you know, in the last five years, how come explorers were seeing them 87 years ago? And so the, the common theory here is that uh, what it is is the third legendary was making Heath, which is the writer of the Scarlet and Violet book, his imaginations of these Pokemon that could live down in Area Zero come to life. Oh, man. And that's all the paradoxes are, is that they're actually just little yeah. make-believe Pokemon. 
That's incredible. And these things are kind of backed up by leaks. So it is a little, it's a little kind sketchy. Kind of backed up by leaks. Kind yeah, of. Kind of. It's I a, still think there's a little holes sus. in this. I still think there's a lot of holes in this. But It's it, what it, we it, will debate for, for months. It's to hold merit. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's something that the Pokemon company saw that we had a field day going as Meltan Gen 7 or Gen 8. And they said, let's have them keep doing this. So Yeah. It's true. I think that a lot of one of the main leaks that people probably overlook a lot is that a lot of the answers to uh, like this game, the it's not uh, finished in this base story, and it will be finished in the DLC. So I think that there's more to the whole story um, than what we and just. And I get think that makes this. sense because even aside from. Uh... Even aside from just, you know, that, the mystery behind Paradoxes, Area Zero, the third legendary, all that, there's still some other stuff, too, that's kind of unanswered. Like, I, I even did a, a video about this recently. Like, the champion Gita is really weird. Like, they gave oh, her yeah. no personality, you know? Yeah. And, and I feel like they'll do a little bit more with her. And I even, and another thing, too, is her ace is a Glamora, which is found all over the place in Area Zero. And not only that, but... They even draw attention to this. When you encounter Glamora in Area Zero in the, like, Way Home plot, Nimona even, like, makes a point to say, hey, that's the uh, Pokemon used by Gita. And so they, they want you to make that connection. There is know. something I, going on there with with um, Glamora and the third legendary and Gita. Like, I, yeah. I would be hard-pressed to not see it be, like, expanded, their whole story be expanded mm -hmm. in the DLC. Obviously, the third legendary. is, we know the third legendary cause, like they said in the little book that you can find it in, it says that they believe it's responsible for the terrestrial phenomenon. Well, they also make a point to say in Glamora's deck century that, it, like, they make a point to say it looks very similar to Terra Crystals. Its petals look very similar yeah. to Terra Crystals. Yep. It, I, I, I feel like Glamora, because Glamora is not even that powerful. I really feel like Glamora is just in some way not from our current timeline. That's how I understand it. I mean, it does appear is elsewhere. Glamora in the legendary? Region. Yeah, right? <laughs> I'm, I mean, yeah, I'm totally kidding. I mean, it's it's such a weird Pokemon, and it does evolve, which would also be like, right? Because I guess, like, this is, I mean, what is the definition of a, of a paradox Pokemon? Is it just I mean, it's not that, weak. Yeah, it's a base stat total of 525. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. It's it's just it's a weird Pokemon. It looks otherworldly. It does not yes. feel like it grew naturally in Paldea. I've yeah, said this several purpose. times. I've said this several times. I've said this several times on this podcast, and I will keep saying it. It looks like something that's out of James Cameron's avatar. Yeah. Let me pull that up. <laughs> Glimit is really pointless, by the way. <laughs> I don't like yeah, it. Yeah, it is. I <laughs> keep forgetting it exists, to be honest with you. I like how Why? you just look up James I know. Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> I got podcast brain. I'm like trying to do two yeah. things. You better be careful out here. <laughs> you know that. But anyway. Just look up Pandora because um, that's the uh, Pandora. Well, Pandora planet. Avatar. Yeah. Pandora yeah. Avatar. Yeah, because Pandora is also a jewelry store. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. Pandora is a lot Pandora of things. Pandora Avatar. <laughs> you see? It looks like Earth. It, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, it would fit. But I yeah, I... That. The biggest thing with the third legendary is it being related to Terrastal. I'm pretty sure that like that's its whole thing. I think it will also have to do with paradoxes, but I'm not. It's not as obvious. I, I, think, I think I think they'll tie it with at least the paradox East uh, and paradox Swords of Justice. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. So I, I've been flashing up images of Entei from the from the third Pokemon movie. Yeah, Entei's trying to create a reality for this little girl to actually... So anything she wants. It's a pretty cool movie. You probably... It's actually probably the unknown it. doing it. It's yeah. the unknown or creating it for her. Yeah, and that's which... one thing is they create an Entei that has the voice of her dad. Because yeah. she lost her dad to the unknown. And what I, I think just the way I'm trying to imagine this third legendary now, if, the, if what we're talking about is real, is that this third legendary is just... Where it's just like... It's like, what do you interpret? And then it's trying to interpret and recreate a reality uh, based on a limitation of knowledge of whatever's in these books. Yeah, I'm still like doing basic research on this guy right now. So there's a lot that 
is still is on needs to be uncovered. There's one page in the the Scarlet and Violet books in the game that talks about like a protector of all these crystals or something. Um, and I think it's supposed to be a third legendary. I forget. I think we should definitely do like a deeper dive on the third legendary. And we need to do a whole video just for it. Mm -hmm. Paradox, uh, Suicune and Rizion. Because there's there's some anime stuff to talk about with that as well. Uh, We've been getting a lot of really cool comments. They're they're fun to look at, uh, respond to. We definitely want to hear your comments below. We read all of the comments. So if you really have something to say, if you guys are enjoying the show, like I said, comment, like, subscribe. If you're on Spotify, you can rate the show. Hashtag Mechie Bird in the comments below, guys. Oh, I yes. yes. Mechie Bird. <laughs> Hashtag Mechie Bird. <laughs> awesome. Thank you guys so much for Sounds watching. Good. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye-bye. See ya.